you'd be surprised how many people post the things that they make within their company on their own website and then think that they're done right it's yeah. like oh yeah we did we did make a website and we do have a data sheet or whatever and we posted it and why isn't there any traffic or it even worse right why, why isn't there new customers are you ready to elevate your leadership skills in the electronics manufacturing industry Join Sana Vinding on a transformative journey as she unlocks the key to exceptional leadership in this dynamic field. Discover invaluable strategies, emerging trends, and best practices through expert perspectives and insightful interviews. This podcast is your ultimate resource for gaining a competitive edge, staying ahead of the curve, and shaping the future. Tune in now and unlock the secrets to leadership success in the world of electronics manufacturing. Welcome to Mind Innovation Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Sana Vinding. Today, I'm really thrilled about the episode because we're going to talk about marketing. I want to introduce today's guest, Sander Arts. His expertise includes global management, digital transformation, closed-loop marketing, and strategic partnerships. Sander serves as the founder and the CEO of Orange Tulip Consultancy. Welcome, Sander. I'm so excited to have you here today. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's always my pleasure doing these, but um, yeah, I'm super excited about this one uh, because you, um, you 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 put a lot of energy in me and in, uh, in the as you were reaching out to me and uh, as you were inviting me to be on this show. So I'm very excited. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. Okay, yeah, and marketing is just I, I get even more excited. I think so. This is good. You know, I can combine right the, the manufacturing industry or the tech industry and and also marketing. So let's let's get started here. So I want to ask you know what what excites you about the the marketing and then especially within the the tech industry. Yeah, so 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 I accidentally landed in semiconductor in '99. So I'm like ancient, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> And and I had no clue what a semiconductor uh, was, uh, but I found out uh, sort of the hard way, but also the easy way. And and I've stayed in it for a variety of reasons. It's the the smartest and the nicest uh, people in the world at the same time. At the same time, they're hugely under leveraging the things that they have invented by doing poor marketing in most cases. Um, and the thing that they come up with, um, as amazing as it is, the go-to market is very much geared towards uh, messaging around speeds and feeds and right, but not necessarily even what it does. It's very much uh, my thing is lighter, faster, cheaper than the thing that somebody <laughs> else has. Yeah. And it's a, and it's a huge shame and sometimes it makes people participate in a race to the bottom which is completely unnecessary so i stayed in it also because i get challenged every single day yeah. by these smart people that i have the privilege of working with that's good that's good i like that so how how do you measure you know the success of marketing because i think that's always like a it's always a challenge right <laughs> yeah oh. well you know i now yeah i always tell the story about i worked for nxp semiconductors and nxp semiconductor i had to go update boards of directors and management teams and ceos and and you could tell that they were like in these high octane intense uh, uh meetings and then the head of marketing was walking in and yeah. everybody would go like everybody would relax because they could talk about marketing for an hour and of course they all have opinions and um uh yeah about marketing and they like colors and trade shows and brochures yeah. and everybody yeah. has opinions right so so the 
when I started noticing that, I was like, that's not good, right? Because you don't want to be dubbed as sort of the head of corporate entertainment, uh, which is in very many cases <laughs> the case. It's like, oh, here he is, the guy that polishes the logo or whatever. Yeah. So very quickly with uh, teams that I had back at NXP, uh, but also in other engagements that I'm uh, uh, that, that I have, um, we quickly try to really go and uh, calculate the return on investment, and and we try to figure out how to do that, right? So there's yeah. a variety of ways of doing that. But ideally, you go into a boardroom saying, "Hey, thanks for giving me fifty thousand dollars for this campaign, or five hundred thousand dollars." Um, and here's the results associated with it. It's not easy because there is a huge variety of um, pieces of the puzzle, right, that are being played with in a campaign. And then how do you sort of go track that thing back? And then the additional complexity, of course, within semiconductor or most of the tech is that the design cycles tend to be long. Right? Yeah. So you got a nine or 18 month uh, design cycle. The head of marketing stands up 18 months from now and says, ah, you know, this design basically came through me. Um, it's not an easy task, but very much uh, doable. Uh, and we managed to get it um, um, nailed down pretty well. Uh, and what we do is we go over the axis of a marketing campaign. So we run integrated marketing campaigns um, for a variety of products or technologies towards a certain audience and then measure the success, mostly aligned with um, business owners, right? The people that run the PL and the yeah. sales organization, because nobody ever believes the head of marketing's um, state of the union. I generated a whole bunch of money. Everybody will immediately look at the PL guy or the sales guy to get the confirmation because we don't have that kind of credibility. At least I haven't seen that. But um, yeah, we managed to do it. There is a um, there is a Stanford case. So Stanford University, uh, after my tenure, or actually during the back end of my tenure at Admel, came to me and said, hey, uh, you were you were able to do this in a commoditized world because we were selling microcontrollers um, in a crowded space, right? With not, not with budgets that aren't very high, uh, but I did have ROI numbers and, and results. So they wrote a whole case about what it is that we did, what the journey was, and how the measure how the the, the success was measured. So yeah. if people want to read something, you can you can go ahead and do it. But that's the that's the holy grail. It makes people be a little bit more on their toes when you walk in and report. At the same time, that's not the main goal, right? Somebody hands you hundreds of thousands or multiple millions, right? Which has, yeah. of course, in the past of dollars. Yeah, you can't go and say, hey, you know, look at how beautiful my trade show booth uh, yeah. was. But you'd, be, but, you'd be, <laughs> yeah, but you'd be surprised how many times that still happens and how I get hired by CEOs in particular that say, I don't know, man. I have this person that's running this marketing organization, and I still have no clue what the return on investment is. Can yeah. you help? Yeah. yeah, I get that question a lot, many, many times a year. Yeah, how do you how do you approach? Because again, if you buy something on on Amazon, right? If somebody's buying, just example as, as Amazon, you 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 see mm -hmm. the trust, right? If other bought it, you know, you see the stars, right? Or you see you can you can actually read it. But within the manufacturing or the electronics industry, and you go and you sell through a distribution, um, mm -hmm. there's no no rating, right? So how how do you bring the value in when you actually are promoting a product or promoting the solutions to use the product? How how do you build that in? 
Yeah, the, uh, you know, so so I worked for uh, NXP and Admel, which is now Microchip, but also companies like Marvell, right? They have a longstanding uh, credibility in the market. But I do a lot of work with uh, startups, right? Especially in the AI and ML uh, space these days. It's not easy because it's 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 probably uh, you have to be a little masochistic, I think, to to be in that business, but also to then wanting to do marketing for it because it's really hard to to do right it's like hey here is a solution for a problem that you didn't know you had yeah by the way do you want to buy from a company that nobody has ever heard about it's that's <laughs> not yeah. an easy task but um i think i think it does come into play you there is a variety of ways of doing it right external validation uh, some of the simple things that, that we do at the beginning of of startups when they have to come out of stealth right so i'm be, being asked that question quite a bit uh, you just try to build credibility through uh, uh, t talking to the vertical press, uh, yeah. making sure that people validate the technology and the architecture, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but it turns out that it takes a while. Uh, the, the rating thing, if I if I were Mauser or Arrow or yeah. DigiKey, and if I had to go rate the products that you're selling or or your competitors like Nixperia or ADI or uh, TI, um, I don't know. I think people design in what they are used to designing it to be honest with you which probably yeah. makes my job sometimes a little bit uh, unnecessary i don't think people switch right At, especially people that have been in the industry for a long time they yeah. they design in the thing that they're comfortable with uh, that you may be able to to change their opinion or the world makes yeah. them change their opinion yeah. because it, of supply it, chain that's, that's habits in it right you know if you still buy the same toothpaste brand right that you've done in yeah. the last 10 years yeah right? i no, think so yeah 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 or drink yeah, so have a, soda there's <laughs> yeah well exactly so there is yeah. a, i have i worked with um, um arduino but also i'm exposed to the raspberry pi uh, side of the world through uh, some some company in the uk called okdo where there's like single board computers uh, being sold, right? We're selling single board computers. It turns out that you either use Arduino and then you don't use Raspberry Pi or the other way around. Yeah. Um, to your point about, hey, you know, I always buy a certain type of toothpaste uh, and yeah. it's hard to go convince those people. So what you then have to do is go try and find customers that you don't have or that nobody has, uh, which yeah. in, even in your world um, is necessary, right? Did a project for uh, Maxim Integrated years ago where we tried to find new clients for their uh, core products. They called it their core products business unit, which is basically the, the, the standard product transistors, diodes kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's just better to go find new customers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not easy, no, but... no, it's not. So yeah. how when you go out and have to engage with the new audience? So again, I think there's a lot of habits that's changed over the last couple of years, right? There's so much, um, you can say, I don't think you can say you have less attention span. Uh, I think that's just more platforms, right? That you you can follow or where you can get information. If it's from your phone, if from your computer, if you are on, yeah. you know, on YouTube, if you you know that's uh, go to you know news uh, things right where you read you know, the latest and greatest. There's so many places. So if you have to give it like an advice, right? Where where to start or how it's the best way to engage with with your audience? What will that be? Yeah, that. 
you'd be surprised how many people post the things that they make within their company on their own website and then think that they're done right it's yeah. like oh yeah we did we did make a website and we do have a data sheet or whatever and we posted it and why isn't there any traffic or it, even worse right why, why isn't there new customers yeah there's a um I strongly believe in uh, serendipity and also be in places where people are and, and the beauty in this in the sort of the technology slash semiconductor industry. There's not that many places where people congregate uh, online, right? Um, uh, the the hacksters, hackster.io, revolvers, um, Arduino communities, uh, GitHub, of course, all the usual places have a lot of people uh, engaged around a variety of topics it's good to go find those places as opposed to building them i tried to build microcontroller central 15 years ago because i thought i was able to go build my own uh, community, community site yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it turned out turned out that it was a lot of money and a lot of work and nobody ever came yeah so people are where people are i guess and yeah. uh, there's a lot of those places yeah so start there and then there is still the ongoing debate about what do you, is it like, are you going to go search, have people smell pancakes and popcorn, right? Yeah. Or is it, hey, here, look at my thing, and you go in the intellectual route with a white paper. If you talk to tech CEOs, they'll give you their take on the world, and, of course, they, they'll give you the whole tech white paper angle. Sometimes yeah. I'm, like, more about the popcorn machine. I think that the... the, the the which is a metaphor but i think you <laughs> yeah yeah no, it's no. like <laughs> otherwise i should have like, my popcorn right here right no yeah it's like yeah no but it's like how do you go get people's attention to your point because you know I, nobody has any time to do anything yeah um and it, yeah yeah it's not easy but for some of these markets the finding customers um also isn't that hard right the the, the data center big iron semiconductor companies like broadcom or bell uh i'm helping a company called and fabrica uh, right now which is very interesting uh the, the the customer base isn't that large as opposed to the, the industry that you're in or some of the things that i have done in my past selling microcontrollers to the world right there is literally hundreds of thousands of customers uh, so what do you do? You know, it's it's yeah, it's yeah. different strategies for different uh, people. But then of course there is still the you can fence it off a little bit by putting like these application areas in, and see if you can go elephant hunting within the application areas. Um, yeah. yeah, it's all yeah you know. But it's good to align your <laughs> it's good to align your strategy because before you know it you worked for six months and then it turns out you're gonna get laid off. I have seen that quite a bit, and then I have to come in and fix some of that mess, which has happened quite a bit. Yeah, but what has changed over the last couple of years within the the marketing industry? Oh, but, but you know how to go to market, or is how we work or how we communicate. What what has changed? Honestly. I Look! Look at how many things have the the, the media landscape for. Just be sp specific about semiconductor. Right, the media landscape is still the media landscape, and I don't mean it in a negative or a way whatsoever. People still read all the trade publications. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the 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 engagement through websites and where people go find information and what kind of information people are downloading is pretty much the same. Of course, there is much much more. Uh, video, uh, the, the branding component, just by the sheer nature of 
the people that you and I work with is always going to be smaller because they're just not big brand people. Yeah. Um, I did see and I did see an example of uh, AI generated marketing campaigns the other day, and I was waiting for it because I was like, "Why does it take so long?" Right? Because I still talk to all the people that I talked to ten, fifteen years ago. Yeah. But, um, there's companies out there. I won't give you the name, but there's companies out there that really quickly with AI go and build an integrated campaign with a lot of individual pieces of content at at very low costs, which in my brain could could quickly uh, be deployed in commoditized right at um high volume long tail kind of uh, uh, environments uh, yeah. like so, so maybe even the one that you're in um and and could make a big difference i think uh, yeah and then of course the accessibility of technical information through ai and right the, the, the yeah. better way to, to find content on websites. I saw some nice innovations coming out of uh, Nexperia uh, recently, uh, the, the, the NXP spin-off of their standard products uh, business. Uh, the web team over there is actually pretty innovative. It's, so some of those things are actually pretty uh, nice. But honestly, I, I wish I could sit here and was like, oh, you know, everybody yeah. needs to go buy Super Bowl advertising because that's where it is. <laughs> that's not what it it's i think it's just it's unfortunately, just the QR code right isn't that, yeah, that the one yeah, i still remember yeah. that was clever come on <laughs> yeah that's true but it's I, you still have to go do the work and the hard work to be able to go find the people and see if you can yeah uh, uh, engage with yeah. them yeah yeah but what about i wanted you know now that you also mentioned that the tools right within marketing or the software um so how, how do you stay on top of what what what's there and what you know what will you actually maybe change to or start using to either be more efficient or yeah. to be you know to well, be, make sure to follow you know what's happening yeah I, well I, so i live in silicon valley right so i have a dutch accent but i've been here for almost 15 years there's no lack of new software vendors and tools and things that you can yes. go use to get to make better marketing and and it's always the holy grail kind of stuff yeah uh, i work with a lot of young people who will make claims in meetings where they say, um, so I'm going to date myself and probably going to go put myself out of the market with all these statements, but here we go anyway. <laughs> it's like, it's like, uh, hey, Sander, we, we need more collaboration tools because currently the and there's Trello boards and Slack channels and it's unbelievable, yeah. right? And then I said, you know, I, I, I know I'm going to sound like your grandfather, but we had a fax machine, a desk phone, and load. <laughs> I remember Lotus Notes. I don't. That, that those were nightmares because they were database-based um, uh, email programs. But we got stuff done, right? Now I'm not saying don't embrace anything, but in from a collaboration point of view, there is now nine channels through which I get the same question, and it could be one. Yeah. Um, and then the whole. So I get asked quite a bit because for some of these companies, I run sales, right? It's like. Let's generate a lead. Let's nurture the lead. Let's hand over the lead, and yeah, let's qualify the lead. And that thing has has been uh, as difficult as it's ever been, uh, even after the uh, the uh, the entrance of a whole bunch of uh, uh, tools, right? And so some of these software companies just make prettied up uh, Excel sheets, and then you're gonna go buy licenses. And and the truth of the matter is that there is always gonna be crap. 
uh, fed into it. There is always going to be the people component where the marketing team says sales don't doesn't follow up on any of the leads, where sales says all the marketing leads are shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's it's yeah, it's it's more about the orchestration and the collaboration than the the tools per se. Now, of yeah. course, it's very helpful and handy to have stuff that makes everybody's lives easier, but. You know, I think that the, the human component component eventually in somebody closing something collaboratively is way more important than whether I use tool X or Y. Yeah. So as I, far I like, as I'm concerned. Yeah. I like that you're saying, you know, the whole that marketing rights pointing at sales and sales is pointing at marketing. It's always. You know, it's it's always, yeah. It's that that's how, how it is. So so any any advice of, of how to get a much better collaboration between the two teams? Yeah. So so I well I had some I had a phone call from a friend of mine who said hey you know I I'm being um, uh, so maybe to start with that story right? it's like hey I'm being pushed to the side build this huge community of people um, which actually is converting but the board of directors or the CEO has decided that there needs to be like more qualified leads or whatever and I said to him those things are the same thing right so yeah. people are actually so it's a semantics conversation in a whole bunch of in a whole bunch of cases. Um, the advice is, uh, I talked to CEOs who who basically targeted their marketing organization and gave them like like a, 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 a leads target, generate 10,000 leads or whatever, which isn't the goal in itself, right? So I get hired a lot where I go and engage with a CEO and say, you know, what are we really trying to do here? And it's And it's remarkable to see how sales, business development, marketing and sort of C-suite or those people are in the C-suite, C-suite, but like with CEOs are sometimes completely disconnected and or use different language as they're talking about this problem. Yeah. Right. So the, the true definition of the problem for some of these businesses where it then turns out that you don't need a lead engine uh, or where you do need a lead engine um, is remarkable. And it's also remarkable to see how much money then has been wasted right in years before on yeah. on people that were thinking that were they were doing the right thing as far as i'm concerned so the so your question was how do you get it how do you get it right you get yeah. it right by yeah i just have like a normal conversation and in my case i can do it because i can say anything i want because i'm independent and all the threats <laughs> it makes it easier yeah yeah so it's like <laughs> hey you know i don't have i don't have a horse in the race i'm not trying to build an empire i don't want to have more budget right i got yeah. nothing it's just like what the what the heck are we trying to do here in this company yeah. uh, and, and how and then what is it that we should be doing? And then you can look at it holistically because it may very well be that that marketing has too many reasons. I've had that too. Right? It's like, I got way too many people and we're spending way too much money. Let's put that somewhere else, right? Hire yeah. two people that go do sales as opposed to having more of the digital component or whatever. So, so a healthy sort of cutting through the BS kind of conversation uh, which is, yeah, that's just what I do, right? Is yeah. good. And, but also sometimes with the doors closed, having a conversation with the CEO and asking him really what he or she is, right, trying to accomplish. And some of those conversations can be very, very refreshing. And then, yeah, just, but getting everybody on the same page, you know? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's important. No, and I, I like that. It, it's, and it always, it's the communication piece, right? Getting everybody aligned on, on, on that part is, is so important. Um, yeah. But now that, you know, you said, you know, you're from Europe, I'm from Europe. 
Um, any, no, but, but again, right. Is there any way where somebody have said, you know, that you maybe are more bold or you say something more directly? Um, is, is there any culture difference, <laughs> yeah. right. Within the marketing world? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, you know, in my case, I'm leveraging it because I, so I wrote a book that got the bullshit marketing. So I'm just also <laughs> sort of leveraging the no BS, um, uh, direct approach from, uh, uh the Netherlands, uh, though you have to stay respectful, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, I don't know. I think it's, it's been, it's been a really interesting journey because I came out of a world where I thought I was allowed to give my opinion or not allowed that I had to give my opinion because yeah. you know, why not? I was also sitting in the room to now having been in the U S where sometimes I'm like, well, you know, we don't, it, I do a lot of business in Europe, right? It's like, we don't always need all these opinions, but I used to be that guy, right? I was the guy that said to me and it's like, Hey, you know, I nobody asked me for my opinion, but here you have it anyway. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. You know, it's not good. So I think, in my opinion so i think at a certain point in time the american model to be honest with you is a better model um uh, because it's just there's somebody making the decision and then it, in america it goes faster i just think that there's different there, there's different speed in different phases of executing a project uh, is yeah. what i came to the conclusion as opposed to saying Europeans are this or Americans are that right I think yeah. there is a different speed in different phases of a project um and I can specify it if you want um when people are doing something and that's where the cultural uh, the culture clash uh, happens yeah. because when some people want to go slow because they're still trying to get consensus other people want to go rush in because ah, you know after all the decision had already been taken uh, and vice versa and that's where yeah. the the frustration uh, comes in Different, but yeah. uh, you know, so you need the diversity of thought, the diversity of background, uh, and really the good listening skills to be able to properly digest what people are really saying or trying to do. Yeah, um, it's a good start. The, the, the good starting point that I always use is that, um, 99.99% of all the people are well intended, you know. Yeah, sometimes the execution is a little crappy, but um, yeah, I don't think uh, people are like. There's hardly anyone ever that's deliberately frustrating something when they work for a company with a decent amount of passion. Yeah, no, it's the same goal, right? Um, yeah. so, so that leads into, you know, if somebody's starting within the industry and like a new talent or something, what, what kind of advice will you will you give them? Yeah, I talk a lot. So I have a 21-year-old son. Uh, he goes to uh, Cal Poly here in uh, San Luis Obispo. So I talk to a lot of his friends and I, I to give like career advice. advice yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether it's like best possible <laughs> advice, but I certainly have opinions about everything. So I talk to them a lot. <laughs> it's it, just don't go into a place that's like small and where you get pigeonholed quickly into something. Right. So there's a lot of these kids that come to me and say, Hey, you know, there's like this smaller company and they, it's nine people and this, that, the other, but it's a super nice industry. And I go, you know, it's better to go into like an NVIDIA, right? Because there's multitude of functions and verticals with a huge diversity of people. So just look around, right? Because yeah. if you start, you don't know anything as much as you think you know something that you don't. Uh, and it's going to be colored by your first work experience. So don't go into an environment that's like tiny, right? In every kind of aspect, uh, but go into something that's large. That's what I did. I went into Philips. 
uh, turned out to be the best possible uh, breeding ground in the world. Not because of what, what happened to me, but just in general, right? The smartest yeah. people I ever worked with uh, were there, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and also don't be, don't be immediately career and goal oriented. Just play a little bit, um, which is not in Silicon Valley. You certainly can't say it because everybody wants to go the fastest way to heaven <laughs> kind of thing. But just be philosophical and just sniff around a little bit is probably a good idea. Yeah, well, that's, that, that's a good advice. Um, then looking, you know, reflecting, what, what kind of advice, if you have to look back, what kind of advice would you give yourself if, you, if you're looking back maybe 10 or 15 years ago? <laughs> I probably made all those mistakes. <laughs> yeah, right. No, <laughs> Yeah, you want to make a career, you want to go fast, you want to make more, at least I did, you want to make more money, uh, you do want to sort of maybe enlarge your span of control. Um, uh, I wanted to like travel, I had a big, I still have a big appetite to do new things. Um, I I went I went up pretty fast in the vertical of communications and marketing, right? So, so I was at a very young age at an executive level in this vertical it's hard to get out, right? If I had paced myself a little bit and if I had moved through the organization, maybe yeah. on the commercial side, sales side, and then maybe go back to uh, to this function, I don't know, uh, or maybe be exposed a little bit more to a PNL or any, uh, any kind of older role, uh, I think I would have been a better marketeer also quicker so i've now done all of those things in the last 10 years but if i had done that earlier in my career that probably would have benefited uh, uh, me um because you do get a different perspective on things if you sit on the other side yeah um I, yeah but i i think i wanted to go up yeah fast, which is what happened but in retrospect it's like you know if i had if i had delayed this thing by three four years would I would I have been able to be exposed to something else? The answer is probably yes. That's good. And it's always easy to reflect, right? And saying, oh yeah, now that I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And also uh, things happen, right? Things happen yeah. as they happen. Yeah. I mean, and you can't you plan to... anything, right? It's not that you can plan and saying, no, you know, A, P, and C, this is what's going to happen. No, it's, and, it's, but um... it's also, yeah, and you bump into the right people. Right. Yeah. So it's also you need to find somebody that is going to be your champion and your coach and your mentor and somebody you can look up to or somebody that tells you that you're stupid or you need all those things. <laughs> um, yeah, you just do. And so I've I've been very lucky uh, that I have a whole bunch of those people that I still look up to to this day uh, that helped me tremendously. But it's just because you just yeah, you're just exposed to a variety of things. Yeah. I like that. That's a that's a good reflection. So, um, if any of the listener wants to reach out to you, how how can they connect with you? Well, I'm yeah, I'm kind of everywhere. Uh, it's on LinkedIn and Twitter and, uh, and uh, all the channels. But I, you can just go leave my uh, email address somewhere okay. below or in the uh, the description of this podcast. Yeah. And then anyway, I love engagement. I love meeting new people uh at, at across the globe actually uh, have done a lot of business everywhere yeah i would love to i would love for people to tell me i'm wrong or tell me i'm right or tell me that they liked it or tell me that they disliked it uh, <laughs> that's always fun that's good okay I'll, I'll put your email in in the show notes and also link to to your linkedin 
page and then I'll also put it on the uh, the website mindinnovation.com on the on the episode page so yeah, um, awesome. yeah so it's really great I think it was fun to talk about about marketing I think it was great also just to touch you know on the cultural aspect um I thought you would have said something else uh but it was great to hear you know what, what you know what, what you like <laughs> no it's it's good it's it's a different it gives it gives like some perspective as well um and that's that's why I love to have these kind of conversations so thank you so much no thank you very much um, it was my pleasure if you like mind innovation don't forget to subscribe rate and share the show wherever you get your podcast you can follow Senna Vinding and mind innovation on instagram linkedin and youtube and make sure to check out mindinnovation.com stay curious and keep learning see you next time